Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Zena Tsiman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. And I'm Deanna Mall with Ds to Clutter. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. We are nearing Black Friday, and so we're dedicating this episode to give you some techniques to prevent buyer's regret and also to prevent more clutter at home. So stay with us. Okay, Deanna, where are you on your holiday shopping? First of all, is it a long list? And have you decided (laughs) what and where you're getting everything yet? Well, I have to say that I really have begun my list of people that I want to buy gifts for, which definitely helps me get an idea of the number of gifts that I need to purchase. I also created a budget. Yes, I did. I actually did to set a holiday shopping budget to avoid that overspending, but you never know. Okay. (laughs) Also thinking about the interests, hobbies, and preferences of people on my list. I like to tailor the gifts to their interests and makes it more meaningful. And that is where I'm right now. Well, that's, that's great because I feel like it's so easy to push that add to cart button or to pick up that, you know, pretty thing near the checkout line, isn't it? It's just too easy. And stores really know what they're doing. I go to Home Goods, and I'm going for one thing, and yet the line is so long that while you're standing in that line, you're looking at everything they have at the checkout, and it's all so beautiful. It's all perfectly seasonally planted right there, and it's it's just you know very tempting to grab something and say, oh, this looks beautiful. This would be a great gift, or this I'll put it on my on my mantle. So yeah. The, the stores know what they're doing. Yes, they have Marketing 101 completely down-packed with a check mark, and uh, they've got that crossed off their list because they do such a phenomenal job. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's it's up to us to... Yes, well, you know, well yeah, I was there literally uh, two nights ago, and I have to tell you, the lines are long, and... People, you're exactly correct. They stand there waiting to get checked out, and they have that long line where both sides of the of the aisles there have these beautiful gift ideas. They have house home decor. Yeah. They have stocking stuffers. Mm-hmm. They have birthday gifts. They have wrapping paper. All of those little last-minute reminders of what you might need still to purchase. And I tell you what, every time I go in there, I know the line is going to be long. I think somehow they've... They've designed it that way, that the line is going to be long. You're going to be standing in line for at least 10 minutes. And I know this. And yet I still go and I look at every single item in that checkout line. (laughs) Maybe it's just the boredom of standing in line, right? I think they count on that. But I guess, well, actually, you know what? We could could tag it as that's the experience of when you go to the store. That's the home goods experience. The the experience. experience. You're absolutely right. That's part of going to home goods. Yes. Knowing the experience well, you're going to have. Right, right. right. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Which is why we recommend that you create and stick to a curated shopping list, as Deanna has done. You can do this on paper in your planner, or um, you can create this online. You can do it digitally right on your phone or your computer. And if that way, if you need to share that list, then you can use an online tool like Google Drive or shared notes if you're an Apple user. 
So let's say that you want to share a list with your husband so that you both know what's been purchased already. Or if you or he finds a better gift idea for someone, you can change it on your phone or your laptop and he'll see the changes immediately when he opens the list on his phone or his laptop. That way you're not duplicating efforts, which would be wasting time. And of course, like you said, Deanna, you want the gift that you're giving or the item that you're buying for yourself to actually be useful. And as organizers, Deanna and I are so aware of the potential for gifts or for things that we buy for ourselves to become clutter in our homes or in our friends' homes. So as you make your shopping list, really evaluate each potential purchase for its long-term place in your home. Yes, for sure. You don't want to let today's, as we're going to call it, ready, today's purchases become tomorrow's clutter. It is an important reminder when it comes to holiday shopping and making thoughtful, fine decisions in a world full of consumerism and endless choices. It's easy to get caught up in the excitement of shopping, especially during the holiday season. However, it's essential to strike a balance between giving meaningful gifts and avoiding unnecessary accumulation. These reminders are to encourage you to think more deliberately about the items we buy rather than acquiring things that might end up unused or discarded, suggesting to focus on quality over quantity and consider the long-term value of the purchase. It's all about making mindful choices that align with our needs and the needs of those that you're giving. And rather than buying just for the sake of buying, right? That's just something that I, well, we've all done it in the past, but now it just doesn't work. At least for me, it doesn't work. It no longer works for me. Well, right. Or it might end up in your gift closet, Deanna. Your yes, and gift my, closet. yes, that would be correct, my <laughs> gift closet. But I have to tell you, Zenit, um, over the summer, I actually went through my gift closet. So this year, I might have to maybe replenish if I get gifts. Restock. I do. Oh, oh my yes, gosh, yes, yes, yes. So come on over over the next year. <laughs> when in <laughs> doubt, when in doubt, just come on over. Check out the gift Check closet. Check out yes. the gift closet, yes. <laughs> Um, So Mm -hmm. while you're organizing your holiday shopping, there are some fun and rewarding ways to integrate giving back to your communities. Think about a gift match challenge. For every gift you buy for a friend or a family member, buy an additional similar or smaller item to donate. Get your kids involved by asking them to tell friends and cousins to join the challenge and see how much you can all give back collectively. You can create a charity, I know, right? A charity advent calendar instead of the candy calendar. Help your kids create an advent calendar where each day represents a small act of giving or a donation to a different community cause. If you're shopping at places that offer rounding up your total for charities when you check out, always opt in. The amount might be small, but sometimes it's pennies, but it adds up over the entire holiday season. Oh, that's so true. You know, so many places can just, all you have to do is say, oh yeah. And they always ask you at the the checkout, would you like to round up for St. Jude's or whatever the case may be? And it's such, it's such an easy thing. And And you're right. Sometimes you think, well, it's only 12 cents, but it adds up. It does. It really does add up. And when you're searching for gifts off 
for those gifts where a portion of the proceeds goes to charitable causes, like brands that donate a product for every product purchase, like Tom's Shoes or the Warby Parker Glasses, or brands that pledge a percentage of sales for specific causes. Plan to shop local at holiday pop-up markets and that type of thing. And you can set aside a portion of that day's budget to give to a local shelter. So those are just a few ideas that you can make the whole gift buying experience doubly rewarding for your kids. Um, There are numerous charitable organizations and initiatives to support during the holiday season. The choice of which organization to support can depend on your personal values and causes that resonate with you. Here are a few well-known charitable organizations. Toys for Tots. This program collects new and unwrapped toys to distribute to less fortunate children during the holiday season. What about the Salvation Army? They run the various programs, including the Red Kettle Campaign, which helps those in need with food, shelter, and gifts. We've seen them already to start around around town, right? With their bells, with their bells, yes, in grocery stores. Um, But here's the thing: they they take coins. They take coins. Do we carry coins anymore? No, but actually, you know what? The ones that I do, I do give it to them because it empties out the bottom of my purse. (laughs) <laughs> and or my wallet and or all that, right? So, right. 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 Um, Make-A-Wish Foundation grants the wishes of children with life-threatening medical conditions, bringing joy to their lives during the holidays. And of course, the local charities consider supporting the local food banks, shelters, or any other community-based organizations that work to address local needs. Other well-known retailers, Mm -hmm. some charities they have partnered up with in the past, is Target, often partners up with St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and the Marine Toys for Tots Foundation. Macy's is known for its partnership with Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Believe Campaign, where they donate to Make-A-Wish for every letter to Santa received. Starbucks, of course, Frequently supports the causes like Ethos Water to provide clean drinking water and local community charities. Walgreens partners with Red Nose Day campaign to support children in need, and they have donation options at the checkout, like we had mentioned earlier. Walmart also mm-hmm. is frequently collaborates with organizations like Feeding America and the Children's Miracle Network. So there really are a large number of possibilities for giving back. And like you said, get the kids involved, help them to see that they're making a difference even while you're doing your holiday shopping. So we want to also make sure that you organize your online shopping to make that process go more smoothly. Do you ever have so many tabs open that you forget what you were looking at in the first place, which cart you've added things to, or which you found that, that, you know, perfect pair of earrings, Deanna? Yes. (laughs) I've, I do that so often and it drives me bananas. It does. So we all yeah. <laughs> so we all need to learn to use our browser bookmarks better. We are not text experts, so we can't tell you offhand how to create bookmarks on every browser out there, but on Chrome and Safari, you can go up to the menu at the very top of the screen and find bookmarks. And in that drop down, you'll find something like bookmark manager add bookmark or edit bookmarks. So go and play with that and see how you can easily bookmark your shopping pages so that you don't have to start all over again when you come back to your computer another day. And you can literally Google how to manage bookmarks in Chrome 
And you're, you're going to find articles and YouTube videos to quickly teach you how to do this. And then you can create one bookmark folder called, let's say, Holiday Gifts 2023, and then maybe subfolders below that for each person or for each event that you're searching for gifts for, and then you add your bookmarks to the right folder. I'm telling you that it makes such a big difference to organize your bookmarks like that. So take a look at that. And then you can actually close down your browser every night, log out of every every store page or every, every website that you've logged into, because it's a best practice to log out of sites when you're done for security purposes. And, but sometimes we're so afraid that it, if it means that we're going to lose our gift idea, so we don't log out, but we really should. So having bookmarks is going to help you with that. And then once you start ordering, buying and receiving these gifts in your house, here it's, this is it, setting up an organizing system to make it easier for you. You might want to take over an area of your house, like the guest room or dining room table or the office, if you might have the space for it, so that you have an area for those incoming packages. That way, they're not sitting in the entryway for days on end, and they're you're <laughs> just looking at them. Then you'll need, right, because that has happened. Then you'll need an extra area for gifts and go ahead and use sticky notes to label who the gift is for. And if the it's for a gift exchange on a certain date, write that on it too so that you can find it in time. And then you'll also want an area for returns. Make sure you use a sticky note to mark the return deadline and you can tape the receipt to the item so that you don't lose it because that's what always happens. So you definitely want to tape uh-huh. it. That way, the next time you're running errands, you can grab the returns that are in route and get them done so that you definitely don't miss the return window. So I have to actually tell you, I do that myself. I do have an area in my home, which is just for returns. I do. Yeah, I, we do too. And I um, I have a bag right now. It's in our, our mudroom on the cubbies. Uh, for returns, for two returns that I have to make. And so I know that when it's there on my way out the door tomorrow, I will grab that bag and I'll put it in my car. And then during my errand run, I'll drop by those two stores and make those returns right away. I've, I mean, in the past, I've held on to stuff until by the time I remembered to take it, it was past the return deadline. And ugh, the irritation I feel at myself, the disappointment of myself, that's wasted money. Yes, it is. You know, yes. so have an or have a system to remember to take those back to the store and you'll feel much better, especially during the holiday season when we're taking, we're doing so many purchases. And we so are. Many returns. Yes, that is so correct. But the ones that we are keeping, um, I always would like for, especially for the ones that are going to get wrapped, I actually like to do um, what I call Organizing a wrapping station in your home for the holidays, which mm. helps streamline the gift wrapping process and it makes it more yeah, efficient yeah. and enjoyable. So I, I have one. Do you do you also have an area in your home? We have an area. It's a I mean, it's a piece of a closet. Okay. I don't know that I'd call it a, a station, but yes, it's all kind of gathered in one one in section. One yeah. Space. So yeah. So basically just like you said, the word gather. So it's really good to gather the supplies. Like collect all the gift wrapping supplies in one place. This should include the wrapping paper, gift bags, tissue paper, ribbons, bows, tape, scissors, gift tags, and any other items that you use for the wrapping. Also wrapping paper organizer. 
use a wrapping paper organizer mm-hmm. or the tall container ones, right, where you can store the rolls yep. of the wrapping paper. This prevents them from getting damaged. Labeling, we love to label. Remember uh, what we just mm-hmm. talked about earlier with labeling on those sticky notes. And also just remember on the side, wherever your station or area might be, to have a trash or recycling bin so that you can just, when you're done, a quick disposal of all the scraps and used paper. And there you have some type of, you know, it's clean. It's clean, clean way of getting it done. And of course, regularly check and restock your wrapping supplies during the holiday season just to make sure that you have everything that you need. Because a lot of times uh, throughout the year, and then you come to Christmas and you're like, oh, yes, I'm good. And then you start using it and you didn't realize that you you might have thought you had more. But in fact, you had to go out and buy some more um, after each. And it's Christmas and it's Eve. Christmas Eve and right. You're... And the stores are about to close and you're you're going to be. And you can't find you paper. Can't find, that right. And there's no tissue paper and, and you're yeah. off to newspaper. Oh, but wait, we don't ha- get the newspaper anymore. So you can't do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, right? So, <laughs> you're out of luck. Then you're out of luck. <laughs> Definitely out of luck. Um, um, but the best is to have a cleanup routine. After every wrapping session, clean up your station, discard any waste, and neatly put away your supplies to maintain the organization. And actually, I just have to say that's huge. That's huge to me to have that that little recycling bin that you just mentioned right there yes. where you're wrapping paper, gifts. Because I can't tell you how just clearing up while you're wrapping. Makes such a huge difference. It does. It feels so much better. It really to does. Be wrapping in a nice it, no, clear and area. The thing so it, it, I love that idea. And the idea. thing is that it also makes the process more efficient for you, right? Like so. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have all that stuff around you that's like that excess that you don't really want to deal with. But if you put it away. It in the way. You're sh- right. You're shoving it out of the way. Shoving it out of the way. Right. Yeah. The little. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea to have a little recycling bin right there. I love that. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Please leave us a quick review. Reviews help others find our podcast. And follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Remember that a new episode comes every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Join us again next week for more organizing ideas, tips. Until next week. Until next week.